0: on a mission. The mission to entertain and bring to you the listening public and their moms positive news. One new
1: format, one new series, one new joke. I mean lots of new jokes. Welcome
0: to That's News To Me with your hosts Callum and Buster. Hello and welcome to That's News To Me, your weekly dose of positive news, bizarre anecdotes from history and your two favourite weirdos. My name's Callum and I'm joined by my erudite friend Buster. How are you doing today?
1: Hello, very well thank you. How are you?
0: I'm fantastic. Thank you very much. What a great week it has been so far. My birthday yeah. is very soon or well, it should be. By the time it comes out, I will be 29. So luckily for me, I haven't spent my 30th in lockdown, which I know is a big number for most people. So, you know, and, and the thing is, I don't want to live the rest of my life when people say, oh, what did you do for your 30th? It's like ah, nothing. Um, <laughs> but then also on top of that, I got the PS5. So I've got a brand new <gasps> girlfriend a brand new girlfriend (laughs) it's been great uh she doesn't talk back to me she doesn't make me get christmas trees or decorate the house and spend money on crap that you just don't need in your life um except for spider-man you know spider-man (laughs) maybe you don't need that in your life but i'm loving it it's a great game
1: oh i'm so jealous i I think i'm gonna get one in the new year i've always been an xbox guy uh, but all of my friends play PlayStation so I have a WhatsApp group that I'm tragically a member of where they always say hey who's online who wants to play and I just go
0: oh that's me <laughs> then that's exactly why I got the PS5 I love it it's absolutely amazing um, and then obviously birthday I have a sneaky suspicion sneaky suspicion that um, my girlfriend may have got me a game on, on there which is what I would love it if
1: she's got you an old DVD that's what you yeah. think's wrapped up.
0: Yeah, I know. It's going to be a shame when I open it up. But it's going to be... I don't think, though, that she'll buy me something that makes me pay less attention to her. I don't think that's in our plans.
1: It's a shit video game. Mm. Smart. What's the
0: best? What's the best present that you bought someone else that really was for you? Like, you, you ended up getting more enjoyment out of it than the other person. Because mm. I... Since about two, three years ago, with my ex-girlfriend, who you knew, um, I started buying her presents that I wanted. Clearly, we should have broken up much sooner. Um, but once I bought, went to Christmas, and I bought her some um, wireless headphones. And
1: well, that you just used.
0: Well, we broke up before I could give it to her, and I was like, brilliant. Now, now my wireless <laughs> headphones. <laughs>
1: I can't think of one that I have bought, I think maybe I bought a board game or something that I really wanted to play that was kind of for both of us, but uh, yeah, I don't really know. I, I Most of the time when I buy a present that's more for me, it's something that they'll be like mad about, but I'll piss myself laughing watching them open it.
0: Right, exactly. Okay. So I
1: bought something for my cousin this year for, for Christmas, and I cannot say because he, he does listen to the podcast, but he's going to fucking hate it, but it's brilliant. <laughs> And it's definitely for me.
0: <laughs> Unless, and, and the great thing is, you have enough cousins, right? That, that people won't know who you're talking about, or this person definitely knows.
1: Nope, they definitely know that that's them. They yep. definitely
0: know that yep. it's, it's them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and if they don't, it definitely will on Christmas morning when they unwrap this and <laughs> see. I think maybe we could do a callback to this in a couple of months' time, in a few episodes' yes. time. I'll explain what the present was because see, I don't want I, to ruin right. it, but it is. If,
0: what what what? Their name? What's their name? It's Drew. Drew, well, Drew, Hmm. um, look forward to opening up this present. I hope that it is everything that you don't want. (laughs) Um, Right, shall we get on with the podcast? Let's do it. So, what fantastic story have you got lined up for me this week, Buster?
1: So, another fantastic cat story for you.
0: Oh, I love... Cats. By the way, sorry, before we start, are you more of a cat person or a dog person? We kind of hinted at this before. Are you one of those people that that believe that there should be a cat and dog people? Or are are you a bit of both? Do you swing both ways when it comes to the two most popular pets in the world?
1: I'm very much both a cat and a dog person. If I was forced, I think maybe I'm a cat person because of the many pets that I've had, Um, the pets I've always been closest to and got on best with are cats but I do love both cats and dogs there was a a recent uh, survey that the vet charity PDSA did that said that 84% of people uh, who owned pets had found that their pet had actually helped them through lockdown with the company and you know having someone around the house the remaining uh, 16% had cats (laughs) You know they are. They, I understand yeah. that they are an acquired taste, but you know, I think they're fantastic.
0: I, I think that they are very different animals, and it's not a surprise that some people have more of an affinity to one than the other. But for me, like I just, I, I just love how happy dogs are. I think the happiness that, like the fact that they just start off from from literally happiness and you can only make them worse is just a just a lovely lovely animal what a lovely animal that is born being lovely and you can yeah. only just deteriorate it rather than a lot of other animals like cat for example starts off as a wanker mm. and then you've got to try and make it nice i suppose um but um <laughs> I, I love both i'm a massive animal person i just i there's not really an animal out there that i don't think is beautiful in any way um, blobfish. Actually, oh, you, no, actually. I, you, I, I encourage people at home is...
1: to Google blobfish and know that What's Callum you... loves them.
0: I, I, I think <laughs> they're quite. I think they're quite. I think the only one that creeps me out is Humans. the Naked mole rat.
1: Oh, and naked, naked mole rats. rats. Yeah, I, know, I agree with that. Like,
0: they actually creep me out. Yeah. I think, and they, they would. I feel like they'd attack my face. Um, what about it's... the
1: Townsend mole? The Townsend mole was uh, researching a book for a long time.
0: Is it the, the Townsend Mole of the star mole? The one with the star on its face. The, the, the nose.
1: Starry nose mole, yeah. There's a lot Starry of weird nose moles, nose. actually, when we get into that. But this isn't about moles, anyway. This is a story about cats.
0: Ah, sorry, I should probably yes, get yes, back yes, to this, the this, cat story. Yeah, we should go back to the cat story. So we, we've figured out that we both love animals. So yeah. probably, well, we should have we known this about each other already. But let's get back to your story. We started off with cats, where 16% of people hated their life because cats were involved. Let's yeah. It. Cats
1: so this is a story about a cat that served in the navy in the second world war right on both sides both belligerents he served first with the nazis and then with the royal navy (laughs) was on three ship sinkings although wasn't implicated in any of the sinkings and lived to a ripe old age after the end of the war lived until at least 14 years old probably 16 years old
0: i really hope that he didn't go from like the allies and he was like i'm so for this (laughs) cause and then found out that there (laughs) were loads of people killing jews and he was like right actually i'm off I'm off skis. I'm over <laughs> Hitler. I hope it was the other way around. You're
1: right. Yeah, i had actually thought that, but that's actually really important. He switched the right way around. Yeah, he started <laughs> off with the Nazis and switched to the Allies.
0: Because,
1: yeah, Good. it'd be hard to love him if he saw the way things were going and went, you know what?
0: These
1: yeah. these guys here.
0: Yeah, he just had a really unfortunate bit of fur just underneath his nose that was black. And uh, he was just like, I think I deserve to be over there. And everyone's like, "Yeah, we got Charlie Chaplin." He's like, "No, no, no. Hitler's definitely the person that made that that tash call. Yeah,
1: I'm and maybe he like them. fell for some of the cat propaganda where they said that some of the undesirable people were like rats, and he went, "Yeah, well, I don't like rats, so I'm on board with that." Like, no, they're not literally rats. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're, you're thinking like a cat here. Yeah? <laughs> well, I'm glad he went the right way around.
1: So this this cat um, he's originally called Oscar. Uh, But he got given the name, for obvious reasons, Unsinkable Sam. So (laughs) (laughs) he started off in the Kriegsmarine, which is the the German uh, or the Nazis, uh, like, Navy. Um, And he was on the Bismarck, the really famous German ship, the... Unsinkable as it was thought of for a long time ship that sunk quite a few Royal Navy ships like the Hood. I'm and...
0: surprised that it took 30 years to really realize that. Do you know what I mean? Like, there was 1912 with the Titanic where they're like, this is unsinkable. Just stop calling yeah. things that you can't do things like, you know what I mean? If Huge metal
1: things, like, floating things floating on the water. Can't
0: yeah. Crash this car and then it crashes. Like, oh, fuck. we got to do that again. Just stop doing it. Yeah. Just, There's like an automatic sort of
1: irony detector, isn't there? Like, if you show yeah. levels of hubris that demand an ironic ending to the story then yeah, yeah. the boat's gonna sink well no, let's not put enough lifeboats on it let's no, put no, a no. cat on it called Unsinkable Sam <laughs> nah, it's not gonna work
0: and still, like even today, like Elon Musk just haven't learned from it. Do you remember the uh, the don't break? There's an unbreakable glass, and someone went all up with a with a with a brick through it. And <laughs> yeah. like, but this isn't the glass. <laughs>
1: I remember that was it the first demo of his Cybertruck glass. Yeah. It? Like, check
0: wasn't it out. This is the actual glass. <laughs> <laughs> this, we, we were joking that you can't you shouldn't actually throw the brick in it because this isn't the glass that we we're talking about. Even though we told you to throw the brick in it, And we said <laughs> it was the glass. It's Now not the glass anymore. So now that it's broke. <laughs> Basically, my, my just
1: a Sorry, I, I was thinking like maybe he could have just just got this whole story to go away by saying that the brick was made out of the glass. Then everyone would have been <laughs> like, "Wow, the brick didn't break at all." When I went to
0: that brick was actually the only thing that could break that window. So you know, don't 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 hate the player, hate the game, hate the window.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't hate the player, hate the window. Well, speaking of unbreakable. Um, Bruce Willis the cat, Unsinkable Sam was on the Bismarck when it was sank um, by the Prince of Wales, a Royal Navy ship um, and then apparently floating on a bit of wood like Titanic style, except without Kate Winslet, was this cat Oscar. So obviously the Royal Navy Brits love cats so he was rescued and put onto the HMS Cossack the ship that like picked up the wreckage there. Then the HMS Cossack was sunk by a torpedo. And again, when the wreckage of that ship was combed through by the HMS Ark Royal, uh, well, he actually was recovered and then taken to Gibraltar, this cat, and then taken from Gibraltar and put on another ship. Because for some reason, a cat that's been on two blown up ships was considered to be good luck, potentially. So they put him on the third ship which then also sank.
0: (laughs) I mean... You know know they were so superstitious back then. We still are. (laughs) They were really superstitious back then. They're still allowing them back on the ships. I, I, I love the fact that he, after the first trip, he was kind of like Kate Winslet. But you know, <laughs> he felt less bad for knocking Leonardo DiCaprio off the board, didn't he? You know that that some kind of Nazi was like, help me. And he's like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> off you, Pop. Didn't knock him off. Yeah. Help me, <laughs> Oscar the Cat. Piss <laughs> off. <laughs> it, it was it was much more like Scar letting Mufasa down, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Well, anyone who's mean, owned no.
1: a cat will recognize this picture. A cat sitting on a table with a, something like a pen in front of them. They have this, like, urge that they can't resist to just knock things off tables onto the floor. So if somebody yeah. was climbing onto his bit of wood to survive, he probably just calmly pushed them into the sea with his paw. They can't help themselves. You put anything on a table, a cat will sit up there and just. Oh, no.
0: So how, how do we reckon then that, that. Do you reckon he actually did caused the shipwrecks? Is, is this what the whole story is about? Or, or, or was he just not part of it at all? He, just he
1: has always claimed no responsibility for the shipwrecks. Um, right. the, the, but funnily enough, he's been on the same team as both people who have, you know, so the Royal Navy took credit for the Bismarck and, you know, the Kriegsmarine and the Nazis took credit for the sinking of the Cossack and the Ark Royal. Uh, And apparently when he was picked up from the final of his three shipwrecks, uh, he was angry but quite unharmed. So I think from his perspective, (laughs) this was all just a really irritating inconvenience. (laughs) You know, cats hate the water. He probably wasn't happy about being on a boat in the first place, really. (laughs) But a sinking boat is a cat's nightmare, really. (laughs) (laughs) He eventually, um, when he retired... Because he's a war veteran, technically.
0: He 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 retired. Like I feel sorry for pets that get put to work. They're like, well, he's retired now. He didn't even want a job in the first place, mate. Why? He was was
1: conscripted. You know, he he wasn't a conscientious objector. He wanted to get in there and you know fight mice or soldiers. But he eventually retired in Gibraltar.
0: Oh, I was just about about to say, like, with his CV, did he not get like Chief Mouser at at number ten?
1: He was sent back to the uh, the UK eventually. He was in a retired home for sailors in Belfast. It's a really lovely you... ending to the story. He probably you know... was the one who wrote the article about him online.
0: Do you know when you go into the... into retirement homes and people talk about their kind of, like, past? Man, that cat has a story, did not he? Jesus Christ you wouldn't be bored of that story what a story what a life that cat's had I wish that sometimes animals could chat because then you could learn yeah right but saying that if my dog could chat he'd he'd dog me in I think I'd be in major trouble
1: yeah yeah they see too much I mean Unsinkable Sam though to this day has some stories swirling around him and you know some conspiracy theorists claim that he was responsible for sinking. um all three of the ships. Some say just the Royal Navy ships, and he was actually a spy. So the sinking of the Bismarck was actually, uh, you know, uh, Royal Navy, you know, artillery blew, blew it up. But that he was sent as a spy onto all the other ships um, and was making frequent radio contact with the uh, with the mm. German Navy. We'll never really know for sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no. well wow. Should we get on with some news? Uh
1: yes let's hit some good news
0: open your mouth it's time we feed you the news so my good first good news story is scotland are poised to become the first country to make period products free we spoke about this previously with Jacinda arden that created um people at school giving them period products for free we did shout out and we said i hope one country does it one day and Scotland have been the first to do it. I do love how Scotland, after Brexit, everything that England had done, they just go, now we do the opposite. Like when we came up with the three-tier system, they were like, that's not enough tiers. They were like, we've got five, got five <laughs> up here. <laughs> so basically everything that we don't do or we do do, they just do the opposite. So I hope for me, because I am you know half Scottish, that they keep on going on this road. And then one day, once i are back in the EU, I can leave. I can live <laughs> up in Scotland and get tampons for free.
1: Yeah. Tampons for okay, days.
0: Exactly. exactly.
1: Yeah, they do have some fabulous progressive policies in, in Scotland compared to south of the border and the rest of the UK. Yeah. So some great, uh, potentially great coronavirus news. So we're all very excited about the vaccine um, or the vaccines that are on the horizon but some researchers have found that the MMR vaccine may provide some protection against the coronavirus. The reason being is that the antibodies for mumps have uh, similar properties to the antibodies for COVID-19. And they did some statistical analysis on people who've had the MMR jab, um, which is mumps, measles, rubella, so mumps is in there. People who've had the MMR jab did seem to... uh, be more protected against coronavirus even controlling for age and that maybe they think why there's such a stark uh, difference in age groups because there's a very sudden uh, uptick in number of cases over a certain age and I think that may be partly due to the fact that the MMR jab was only introduced uh, a certain time so um, I think you, you probably had it when you were younger Callum but yeah. uh, I didn't have it entirely I didn't get the mumps booster jab part of it because it was only brand new when I was growing up uh, even just a few years ahead of you. But um, this is this is pretty good news because it may mean that we've got a way to bridge the gap. So potentially, we know the MMR jab is safe and so we could be potentially giving that to people who um, desperately need it before we get the vaccine. But it's still pretty early days to be giving people so the vaccine. But...
0: So the race we've got right now, we've got Pfizer on 95%. We've got Moderna on 94.5%. Then we've got measles, mumps, and rubella that they think there could be some link. Mm. Then stupid Oxford down there at 70%. That's the race right now with Oxford are fucking losing, just like they lose the rowing against Cambridge every single year. And <laughs> I'm willing to...
1: <laughs> There's some joke to be made there about a prick from Oxford, isn't there?
0: Yeah, there is. <laughs> that
1: I wish I knew which universities some members of government went to. I have no idea. <laughs>
0: Oregon becomes first U.S. state to decriminalize possession of hard drugs. Whilst on top of that, Arizona, Montana, New Jersey and South Dakota also voted to legalize recreational marijuana in nationwide push to relax drug laws. This is incredible stuff. You should always, for me, um, recreational drugs um, are used across the board, but the people that are going to be most, you know, banged up and put inside are the people that are going to be actually have a, 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 prom- a prominency to actually have addictions and throwing them in jail does not help out with those addictions what happens is a lot of people go inside for them they then still need to get their fix they end up o- o- owing drug lords a lot a lot of money what is the first thing they do when they go on on the outside they try to deal, try to do more things and it basically is a massive massive cycle, decriminalise that and actually put the money into helping these people from getting over their addictions it's a far better way for me um, than just locking them up
1: yeah completely, wherever it's been trialled treating drug addiction is a medical rather than a criminal problem it's had way better outcomes for society as a whole so yeah this is a great step forward for, and with it being in the US is brilliant because they're often the leaders. Um, the rest of the world looks to the US yeah. um, worryingly as an example a lot of the time. So.
0: But I don't know why the UK don't try and do something. Any, I think that this is the this is one of the things that gets me about Brexit. And you can add that in there or not, but is that we always talk about what an amazing country we are and we're you know, we, we are the leaders. But we always trial things and do things later on than everyone else, wait for everyone else to trial it and then do ourselves later on, um, which is just ridiculous. Mm. Why aren't we leading in these kind of things if we're such a great country? Yeah, we Uh, need to be a bit
1: braver. I think the world generally, because as you said in the last piece, there's almost nothing we can't do if we put our minds to it and work together to get things done. That's why there's always so much good news. I think it's kind of worth saying every week when we do this podcast, we have more good news stories than we can talk about. You know, yeah, it's great stuff out there. Indeed. So, in a bit of good marine biology news, as I always like to talk about that, um, there's a story coming out of Norway about a company called Smartfish, which is, or a product called Smartfish, which a Norwegian company has built, which is basically uh, digital fishing nets to help fishing uh, manage what is caught. So one of the problems with fishing is you drag a net through the ocean and you get bycatch, which is things you weren't intended to catch, or you get um, things that you can't catch because they're too young, so they have to be thrown back in the sea and sometimes dead. Um, And around the world, more than a third of fishing stocks are currently overfished, so they're being unsustainably fished right now. This company's made a net which scans the fish that go in and can measure the species and size using AI uh which can then have real-time measurement of fish stocks that can also help the policing of fishing around the oceans as well um and there's talk about it perhaps being brought in as a in future as a legal requirement for fishing in the eu although that's quite sensitive because as we know fishing is a real sort of tub thump thumping issue in the eu and is a bit of a sticking point in negotiations between the uk and the eu currently but if it was brought in that it undoubtedly would help to conserve fish species in uh, in the EU. So yeah, it's, it's really cool tech use.
0: What for me is, is amazing about the stuff that we're especially doing with fishing and other things, including like the fact that we haven't been commuting and you know the environment's getting better, is that the speed in which the world can actually recover is incredible. A new bandage with proteins inside it uh, has the ability to actually help bones um, fix much quicker than they are do at the moment. So we're using kind of like polymer implants or like scaffolding at the moment to try and teach the bone to go back in. We've actually got a protein that helps the bones to heal stronger than ever before. I think it's a really, really cool piece of technology. Yeah, that's Uh, very cool. As someone who's had
1: metal bits in their bones to help after a break, the idea of something just getting sort of wrapped around the bone that puts it back together again without needing surgery to remove metal again yeah. um, sounds fantastic.
0: So they basically get the bone and just bandage up the, the bone together again and just wrap That's it. That's amazing. In.
1: Feels very like someone out of Star Trek or something like that, doesn't it?
0: It does. It does. I feel like in the future, you know, like Futurama, where like Fry loses his arm and then they just like build it back again. I feel like that yeah. could potentially be there in a few years' time.
1: I think so. So here's another story for you, which sounds like something out of science fiction, medics, uh, medical science. Um, there's Some scientists have discovered what they call a more elegant chemotherapy that um, targets cancer cells in the test subjects bodies admittedly these subjects are mice at the minute but it's using CRISPR, which is a technology to snip sections of dna out and they have found that they can do that on just cancer cells so That's with amazing. this treatment they could permanently kill every single cancer cell in the in the test subject in the mice as they've done currently leaving all of the normal cells perfectly healthy so That's cool. if this works and scales up to humans it would mean that someone could go through chemotherapy without nausea, hair loss, or the other horrible side effects, and um, be cancer free, which is fantastic. This is a huge step forward in cancer research.
0: And I think actually this is actually a really good opportunity. Um, uh, I come from a medical background with my mum and stuff like that, Um, to actually explain a little bit about how to treatment actually goes at the moment and I know this is probably what we do on the podcast but I think it's really really interesting so a lot of people will say that they don't actually feel well when they have the cancer but they only feel well afterwards with with chemotherapy and the only reason why is because chemotherapy is the only real way of actually just like blasting and killing cancer cells the problem is right now with Mm -hmm. chemotherapy is that when it blasts something, it blasts everything. So it's killing everything off, even the good cells that are in your body. So that's why a lot of people get ill, lose their hair, and become very, very weak and fragile. So the fact that we can actually target just cancer cells in this amazing way could revolutionize uh, cancer moving forward. Yeah. Um, and so I know that a lot of people, and a few people that have gone through cancer, and they always say that they haven't felt ill until chemotherapy, but that would be true. Mm-hmm. But, you're, but you're still around and alive to feel ill rather than what yeah. cancer can do is just creep up on you and then suddenly uh, you're unwell but that's the sad side of things but the good side of things is we actually found a way to target just cancer cells in the yeah. future which is really, really
1: cool chemotherapy you could say is like using a sledgehammer to crack a nut and this development is potentially using a nutcracker
0: to yeah, crack a nut or a chisel so. or a chisel <laughs> Uh, Paris will transform car parking into parks. More environmental, great news. Uh, so, uh, as we talked about last week about London making more car restrictions within inside London, and then we also talked about Barcelona changing a lot of their car restrictions in Barcelona to pedestrianize uh, certain roads. Again, we've got more of this happening, like par- Paris, which really they should be. You're taking the charge on this, considering the Paris Climate Accord, tr- this is you know, their thing, yeah. really, environment. Put your so name on should... it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So Do more stuff, Paris. Um, Although yeah, by that, the same uh, token,
1: you don't want Stockholm to start kidnapping more people, do you, really?
0: Paris being uh, pretty cool.
1: I like to think cities could be more uh, like nature-filled places because people, you know, we, we all live in cities, you know, most, most of the human race now lives in a city, so
0: uh, the last piece of good news from my side is that Germany agrees historic mandatory boardroom quota for women. So the government moves to close the gender gap by requiring 30% of female membership on boardrooms at companies. Um, again, um, this is uh, an amazing step forward for companies that actually i think that most companies need to diversify if you're going to have the same people same ideology same type of humans at a boardroom you're only going to get one outcome which is the same thought leadership and actually it's good for companies to actually diversify future. yeah
1: proven over and over again that yeah diversity of yeah. thought is more valuable yeah definitely exactly. It's a no-brainer. The only thing hold, that's previously held this back has been sexism, so that's a great step forward. That.
0: Yeah, and the uh, incredible thing is that women make up uh, 12.8% of the management boards in the 30 largest German companies listed on the blue chip DAX index. So I need to just increase that. Um, and actually, in mm. UK is 22.2%. Uh, so we're a bit ahead of them, but we don't have any kind of mandatory stuff in there right now. But hopefully, we can do soon. Uh, mandatory yeah, shortlist at, for me. Yeah only work in a uh, good favor for everybody involved um, and it's nest- not actually ever a long-term solution it's a short-term solution so that people can then understand that women can do just as good a job as men at a boardroom level and so that we stop our prejudice in, our, in the background that everyone has to some extent whether it be About women, be about anything really, Um, and it's to stop our own prejudices from taking over our lives, so we can make better decisions in the future. And then, soon, we won't need kind of women-only shortlists or the Rooney Law, for example, in football, where you have to interview at least one black man for a job uh, when it comes to managing football clubs. We don't need that in the future if we just get behind these laws right now. My personal opinion.
1: Yep. Hopefully, yeah. There's plenty of historic reasons for some of these inequities, but none of them are meretricious. Yeah well i've got some more uh, feminist news um so finally it's um, police in bangladesh have launched an all-female team to fight digital abuse and um, this digital abuse is mainly revenge porn and online threats from blackmailers so um bangladesh has a growing online population and at the moment uh, women are the most uh frequent almost common victims of these particularly revenge porn but also even blackmailing and so the police have set up a female team to try and combat that to try and encourage women to come forward to report crimes which is often half the battle with um, digital crime so people suffer and suffer in silence so that's a good step forward
0: Fan bloody tastic finally um, you, know, we, you know I feel like you know doing this good news really we've seen so many progressions uh, not just in the uk uh, like the domestic abuse bill and um no-fault divorces because um, we you've always you know, got to keep ahead of the game but for other countries where you know we'd traditionally say that they were you know behind us to have these kind of things it's just incredible for me and uh i feel like you know I think the society is getting somewhere, and this is why we do the podcast, right?
1: Mm. Yep. It's getting better every time, just like the Beatles said. Close your mouth, you are full from the news. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to hit you with a headline. Go on. And then I think it needs some explaining.
0: Okay, go on.
1: A fungal foot powder became the mayor of a town in Ecuador in the 60s. <laughs> Initial thoughts on that.
0: <laughs> sounds like a very blue day <laughs> for everyone in Ecuador. That sounds horrible. Fungal, a fungal foot powder. So came the president, the in mayor Ecuador.
1: of a town in Ecuador. Yep, in 1967.
0: Wow, I, I actually have heard not, not of this, but like loads of other stories about like how people just made up people to become to to, to fight against others. I've never heard of a specifically a fungal foot powder. It it, it, sounds, it sounds like me, a bit of smelly work happened <laughs> in the background to make this happen.
1: So, the, the background probably needs a bit of explaining. This is to do with the fact that on, uh, on a ballot paper, when you vote, some people decide to just write their own thing. Now, that is allowed in some places and in some elections, but in most places, in most countries and elections, it's not. But it doesn't mean that it doesn't happen. Uh, even yeah. if they're not allowed as votes, they're very often counted. So
0: I think that's how a cat once got like there in like New Zealand or something. I can't remember. <laughs> I'm sure Production Corner will find us out I mean, somewhere. There's but there's cat... been some
1: weird ones even that aren't write in candidates. So like for example in I can't remember the year, but within the last couple of decades in Middlesbrough, not far from where I grew up in the northeast, they had the football team's mascot Hangus the Monkey was a named um, named on the ballot and won. He yes. petitioned on the election promise free bananas for school children and he was dressed Did as a he? monkey and it was mostly because people were so sick of the other candidates and thought he was kind of funny and that's kind of how this uh, is about this right in candidates. are often a protest vote but occasionally and that's what happened here. It's just people being stupid. So basically what happened in, in Ecuador in the 60s was there was a mayor election going on and a local pharmaceutical company decided to capitalize on that as an advertising opportunity. So released some pamphlets for their foot powder called pulvapides or Pulvapies. Um, And the slogans for this, like pamphlets handed around town and put up around the town said, vote for any candidate, but if you want well-being and hygiene, vote for pulvapis. For mayor, honorable pulvapis. And so people went in their thousands and wrote in Pulver piece. like So they've crossed out the other names and hand-wrote in, and enough people did that for for this fictional, like, you know, Ronald McDonald corporate character, which, by the way, on the posters, is a giant foot <laughs> giving a thumbs up and wearing clothes. So, there, there's, there's no way that people thought this is a real person. <laughs> it's really obviously something to do with feet
0: was it was it was it his big toe
1: the big the toe with the face the, the,
0: the face imagine okay.
1: someone rowing a face on a big toe
0: okay. and then and saying then where was the me. thumb coming from
1: there was just a separate arm I mean there. I mean, it wasn't really really good artwork
0: <laughs> sounds, I'll see if we can terrible. we can
1: maybe share the, the Pulver Peas posters on, uh, on social for people to see for themselves and To decide whether they may have accidentally thought that this was a real candidate and voted for a mayoral election, (laughs) but the funny thing is, is because there was the only reason we heard about this is because of how fucking stupid it is that the aftermath wasn't really reported on because this was basically an and finally story around the world. All we know is that the the candidates who actually did want to be the mayor threatened to sue the company for putting these posters up because it was like they're considered to be illegal campaign advertising and then what happened afterwards we don't know maybe this company had to then become the mayor still of the town be in
0: charge? they can't <laughs> still be in charge now this happened in the 1980s wasn't
1: it 1960s uh, 60s yeah late 60s
0: yeah. they can't still be in charge so. but i don't know whether
1: they just re the election or the second place person got the vote i don't know because the, the turnout of an election generally isn't you know very high If the first place winner is a completely fictional character, the the number of votes for second place must be really small. It's quite a disenfranchisement of a lot of voters, isn't it?
0: Imagine losing to a powder that gets rid of fungus from the bottom of your feet. How shit was your manifesto? I mean, what have you you decided (laughs) to put on there? It
1: could be worse. It could be a a powder that caused fungus on your feet, I guess.
0: Well of course, anything could be worse. There's a lot of things that could be worse than that. Could be like Jimmy Savile winning an election, do you know what I mean? After the facts. <laughs> this is this is not but this is pretty low down there. This isn't this isn't this isn't a charity winning this, this is a this is something And how how many fungus feated people were in Ecuador that this spoke to? That must be the thing, like so many people were looking at this going, Yep, yeah, this worked for me.
1: I mean, I, I'm looking at the the pamphlet again now.
0: It is fucking amazing. You can
1: see it as it well. Is, yeah, yeah, I think I we can, need to yeah. share this on social. It's so a, a man with a foot for a face giving a thumbs up, the,
0: the bow tie. wearing a bow tie, bow tie. And, and and a blue jacket on, sort of like
1: a sport blue sport coat on.
0: With, with with a with a kind of a, a desk in front of him, or what is what? Well, yeah, you know, kind of like a platform which says Pulver Peas Talcum Yeah, so it's a then talcum powder. Then possibly people cheering him on with a TV camera crew there.
1: I mean, nothing about that to me says legitimate political candidate.
0: I love the fact that it has honourable at the top as well.
1: <laughs> you can trust him.
0: You can trust the people that you know. Get rid of fungus at the bottom of your feet.
1: <laughs> it's uh, it's pretty astonishing, but there's been some other bizarre um, votes around the world. Um, there was a, a, a cat elected the mayor of Yes Talkeetna this in 1998. One. He was uh, the one. He, he drank a catnip water mix in a margarita glass, and people just like you know.
0: Cat- they allowed him as well, didn't they? They allowed him to be the mayor. I don't think that they just took him away. I think they allowed him to be the mayor for a while.
1: <laughs> He's a fair so cracker. Why not?
0: It's amazing. There's some imagine, other good ones. Imagine, but... imagine what what Trump maybe should have done is is look at Paul for Peace and their mm. campaign, and then maybe he would have stood a chance.
1: Yeah, there's a lot to learn from these campaigns. I mean, there's, there's been some uh, candidates in the past who have encouraged right-in votes. There was an independent candidate who... Um, ran against Clinton and um, Bush back in 98 or whenever that was, who was not on the ballot at first and was encouraging people to just write his name in. Uh, And that can be allowed in certain states in the US and stuff. And he ended up getting one of the most votes of any independent candidate in the US. Typically, people just go for one of the two main parties. Mm. But
0: Kanye was running back then, wasn't he?
1: Yeah, Kanye. He, so, so yeah, that's a good example because he wasn't on the ballot in a lot of states because he didn't get the paperwork filed in time because he decided at the very last minute to form the birthday party, and um, set up his. That's by the way what he ran under. You have to have a party even as an independent. Um, so I think my set up the birthday party that
0: runs is the fact is Mr. Buckethead, and Mr. Buckethead, every single yeah. year runs in Theresa May's constituency. So even when she won <laughs> the, the the candidacy for her constituency, to, as leader of the Conservative Party and as leader of this country, she won while sitting next to and standing next to Mr Buckethead.
1: Yeah, and what for fantastic. those not following UK politics, because we have the first-past-the-post system... Uh, if a politician is in what's called a safe seat, they, they're basically guaranteed to be elected. And any votes that aren't for them are effectively wasted votes. So quite often in those seats, you get hilarious. It's probably one of the only benefits of our strange first-past-the-post system is that you can have hilarious characters like a dolphin that got more votes than Nigel Farage, the hate figure in uh, his uh, election uh, failed election attempt. And Buckethead, yeah, who is, as he described, as like a giant Darth Vader character with a bucket on his head. He speaks in menacing terms about changing this country uh, to be a more Bucket-themed place.
0: Yeah, I believe his actual name is, is, is sorry, we got it wrong, is Lord Buckethead. That's right, he's a, he is
1: a lord, yes, although not a member of the House of Lords.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Although I would love to change that.
0: He's just given his... his, his and his platform, uh, if anyone wants to know his platform and his manifesto, <laughs> it, it is as follows. Uh, the abolition of the House of Lords, with the exception of Lord Buckethead himself. Nuclear weapons, a firm public commitment to build a £100 billion new of Britain's Trident weapon system, followed by an equally firm commitment, privately, not to build it. <laughs> That's secret submarines so no one else will ever know it's a win-win This is, is a direct a, quote from him brilliant, brilliant. Way of dealing with that yeah uh, free bicycles for all to combat obesity traffic congestion and bike theft because <laughs> if we all have a bike who's going to steal a nick bike? exactly yeah. it's, it's the same as uh, you know in Cuba where they had all the same cars for a while um, you're not going to steal each other's cars because you all have the same cars um, reducing the voting age to 16 and restricting voting age beyond the age of 80 wow yeah,
1: well, I yeah, can yeah. see why people voted for Lord Buckethead this guy's got <laughs> some pretty sensible ideas I mean aside I... from of fashion sense
0: I think the uh, next few will really go uh, some, some very far a <laughs> referendum on whether or not to have another Brexit referendum <laughs> 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 um, love it legalise the hunting of fox hunters that's fantastic. Um, we should nationalise pop singer Adele. That was such a good idea. Just nationalise her. She's part of the part of the public sphere. Pay our taxes for her. Um, exile of right-wing columnist, columnist Katie Hopkins to the Phantom Zone. <laughs> um <laughs> Regeneration of Nicholson's shopping centre in Maidenhead. And the cessation of arms sales to Saudi Arabia so that Britain can purchase laser weaponry from Lord Buckethead. (laughs) (laughs) That's it for this week on That's News To Me. Um, I've fully enjoyed learning all about the news stories and the stories that you brought us, Buster. So... Can you give us a little summary of what we've learned about this week?
1: So this week we've learned that a cat called Sam the Unsinkable was either Germany's greatest spy or a uh, ally war hero,
0: or just a cat in the or very just bad a cat situations was
1: really unlucky. <laughs> but either way, would make a better pet than the Titanic.
0: <laughs>
1: we've also learned that a fungal foot powder was. Um, mayor of a town in Ecuador in the 60s and that in the next election Callum and I are going to be voting for Lord Buckethead
0: If we move to Maidenhead
1: If we, that's true, yeah We have to be moved yeah. to Maidenhead It's probably worth it, I would do it for that
0: Yeah, well It's not been too hasty
1: <laughs> I recently learned that um, Maidenhead, uh, as I'm reading a book about the Thames at the minute, and Maidenhead is called that uh, because of a maiden's head as a lady's virginity, and it was called that because apparently it was a place of quite ill repute that people would go to get laid, basically, um, along with another town that's not so far out as Maidenhead, but on the Thames, Chiswick, which is kind of halfway between centre of London and Maidenhead, and Chiswick used to be called Sluts Hole. It's incredible.
0: <laughs> Remember to follow us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, but... Not Twitter, because Twitter's, Twitter's trash. Twitter's trash. Goodbye from me.
1: And goodbye from me.
0: <laughs> That's all we've got time for, I think, this week. Uh, goodbye from me. And goodbye from me. Oh, I thought you were going to say goodbye from you. Should, I, should we make that a thing? I feel like someone else is probably
1: already doing that, and we're going nicking someone else's bit.
0: Are you, hang on, Is are it like you what it to call the? Um, I feel I, I feel like if we do goodbye it, from me, goodbye to you, goodbye from you. Uh, you know, we're, we're basically trying to take over from the Chuckle Brothers, and I feel like that's not a road that we should. Malcolm really and Wise, now. I think,
1: used to do it. Today used to go. It's goodbye from me, and it's goodbye from him. I think they used to do that.
0: Ah, oh, Malcolm Wise. Well, yeah, it's good f- footsteps to follow in. Anyway,
1: none of this can you, go in. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no. well it's goodbye from me
1: and it's goodbye from him
0: no you can't say that we just oh, said why not? We weren't saying that we just said we weren't saying that we it's, can't carry but, on but, saying Ronnie Corbett
1: the two Ronnies
0: we're can't, not, we're not, we're not going to be, we're not be <laughs> yes the two Ronnies were amazing we we're not going to come in next week talking about four candles we're going to be creating okay. our own thing so, so you know what I mean Maybe, so
1: if you say it's goodbye from me then what do I say that no one else has done? We could make this a catchphrase.
0: Okay, I don't know. What? What? It's
1: goodbye for me, and I say, "No, it isn't. No, that doesn't work." No. <laughs> Maybe I just say it and goodbye for me.
0: Maybe I could say like, "You know, I'll be seeing you." Is that a thing that people have said before?
1: Oh, what about this? You say it's goodbye for me, and I say. And it's terrah for me. Just
0: do a bit northern. Terrah love. Yeah. Goodbye love. It's been love talking to you. Um. No. <laughs> you just be a northern now. Do you want to make a thing or do you not want to make a thing? I don't really. I'm not
1: bothered. Let's not make a thing.
0: No, no. I think we should say we should say goodbye. Yeah. Maybe we could just say, uh, you know, well. Last news to me.
1: Or oh, tell you what, just, just do it and we'll just not make it a thing. Cause I'm I feel like we're overthinking it now and it sounds I really weird we every
0: time. <laughs> I think we are. Um just before we go <laughs>